I'd like to start by thanking Leslie for reading our scriptures this morning. And I also want to start by thanking Leslie for 26 years of marriage. This week we celebrate our 26th year of marriage, and I am by far the luckiest man alive. So I just want to say thank you uh, to her, and thank you for reading the scriptures. And those scriptures are really important for the time in which we live because we live in some crazy crazy days and peter is actually addressing going through hard times going through difficult times and we see that in that passage of scripture in fact when peter is writing he's writing to a church that is going through some of the harshest persecution that it had ever seen to that point uh, Christians were being dragged out of their homes. They were standing before judges. The judges could take everything they owned or exile them to another place or even take their life. And so what we see Peter writing here is to Christians that are really going through fiery ordeals. Uh, this is the difficult moments of their life. And so Reading that also speaks to our life as well because the enemy was out to destroy the early church. He wanted to stop Christ and the message that Christ was bringing. And I want to tell you that the enemies at work today as well out to destroy us. But in this passage of scripture, you could read the entire book of 1 Peter. It's so encouraging for anyone going through a difficult time. But in our passage of scripture, uh, he gives us three ways to respond to trials. See, we're going to have trials in this life. The enemy's going to come against you. Things are going to happen in your life. There's just going to be trouble in this world. So how are you going to respond? when the enemy comes to wipe you out. And so I have three things here. So the first one is to rejoice. Rejoice. You know, we're not supposed to be surprised when the fiery of fiery trials come. In fact, we, we are to rejoice. Look what it says there in verses 12 through 14 of 1 Peter 4. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeals that come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests in you. We shouldn't be surprised when trials come our way. They're going to happen in this life. He, he tells us in this verse, don't be surprised that actually God is going to be at work in those trials. Now, it's not God bringing those trials. The enemy's out to destroy you, to wipe you out completely. But God's going to use those trials in your life to refine you. In fact, there was an old worship song we used to sing called Refiner's Fire. And that was talking about going through the process of refining gold or refining silver. In that process of refining gold, refining silver, they heat that silver up so hot that it starts to boil. Can you imagine metal getting that hot starting to boil? 
And, and as it boils it, it begins to rise to the top. All the impurities in the gold, all the impurities in the silver begins to rise up to the top and then they can they can scoop those impurities out those those things that are, are are making the gold or the silver impure and and god in these moments in our life what happens is that the 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 the, the trials is the boiling in our life and then all of a sudden things start coming up and and maybe you've seen that during this time that during this time where we're in lockdown and and we're stressed out and all these things are happening around us that you may see some things in your life that you don't like all of a sudden you're responding in ways that that you shouldn't respond and and you don't like that part of you and and so instead of just pushing it down or saying I'll deal with that later maybe that's God's refining fire saying look I I want to work at this in you if you're constantly getting angry during this time or you're constantly in a state of fear or or there's just something that that comes a sin that just keeps popping up in your life God may be bringing that up in your life to wipe it out and wanting to help you with that, that refiner's fire making you more pure, making you more like him. And so when you see those things, again, don't push them down. Say, God, I, I want your help with this. I I want to change. I, I, I want to be more like you. I, I want your refining fire to come in and purify me. And that's what he says in this verse that that he's going to help you through that, that, that we should have joy because we're actually being blessed in the middle of our trials. That God wants to bring blessing in the middle of our trials. It says right there to rejoice because God's going to bless you. How is that even possible? Well, look at Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Don't be surprised at the trials that come. They're going to come, but God is going to take everything in your life and he is going to make it better. He's going to make it good. He promises us that in the word. And when God promises us something, we can take it to the bank. We can rejoice that God's at work. So when you have a trial coming your way, you can say, yes, God, you're at work in my life. And I know it says right there, you're going to make it good. Trials come in our life because we're part of a different kingdom. That's something else that Peter talks a lot about is that we don't belong to this world. Our identity is not found in this world. Our identity is found in Christ. And so we serve a different king. We don't serve anyone in this world. We don't serve the kingdom of this world. We serve the kingdom of God. And if there's one thing we've learned through human history is that there can't be two kingdoms in the same place. If there's two kingdoms or two kings, there's going to be a war. And so sometimes there is that war in our life because we don't serve this world. We don't serve the kingdoms of this world. We don't serve a king of this world. We serve Christ. We belong to Him. There's something different about us. We, our eyes just aren't on the present. Our eyes are for now, tomorrow, and all of eternity. That there's something greater coming. Peter talks about it all the time in this passage and throughout his book that, that there's a greater glory. That there's something more out there. And so we live for something bigger. And so if we're going to have trials in our life, that just means... There's two kingdoms at battle. If you see those things rising up inside of you that you don't like, 
it's because maybe you're living for yourself and not living for God. And so we have to make sure that we serve one king and one kingdom with our life. And when we do that, God says, guess what? I'm going to make everything good. Yes, are there going to be persecutions? Yes, are there going to be trials? Yes, is there going to be suffering and difficulties? There will be, but it's worth it because there's a greater glory coming. And so no matter what's happening in our life, we can rejoice because ultimately God's going to bring it about for good. He's going to bring it about for blessing. That's what it says in the Word. So don't let it get you down because in the good, the bad, and the ugly, God is still at work inside of you. So stay strong in the Lord. God's got you. He's got good things planned for you. He's got a good work inside of you. Leads us to the second thing here, and that's that we are to remember. We are to remember. We need to remember God through all of this. It says in 1 Peter uh, chapter 5, verses 6 and 7 that Leslie read for us, Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, for he cares for you. Instead of trying to handle everything on your own, uh, we're called to humble ourselves in the presence of God that a lot of times we try to deal with everything we try to handle everything when hard times come we're gonna take care of it we got this and God's saying look don't try to handle this on your own humble yourself come to me cast your cares on me cast your anxiety on me um, that idea of casting our cares it did a little study in the the Greek that that it says basically that God cares about your cares. God cares about your cares. God can carry the weight of your cares. He's that strong. He's that able. He can carry the weight of your cares. I want to read a, a section from my, my new book, um, Simple Bible. And it comes from 1 Peter, and it's actually the verse that we just read. And I want to read it to you because um, it's a moment in my life when I went through a difficult time. And so it, it, it's actually the verse, one of the first verses I ever memorized as a, a little boy. And so um, I'm just going to read it to you if that's okay. It, it comes from the 1 Peter chapter. In my book, I just take one verse out of every book of the Bible uh, to talk about God's relationship with us, what he thinks about us, uh, what he wants from us in relationship. And, and it's just understanding the heart of God from Genesis to Revelation, one verse from every book. And so in First Peter, I chose uh, that verse that cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So let me just read this chapter. It's really short. I just want to read it to you. It says, uh, it's simple. This is the very first verse I memorized as a young boy. Little did I know that it would become a lifeline when I would suffer from anxiety later in life. I'll just pause right there. Um, many of you, if you're new to the church, you may not know this, but about 15 years ago, um, I suffered from debilitating anxiety and depression. It just began to overwhelm me. Um, it was unexplicable. It had uh, physical ramifications, mental ramifications. It was. It had taken hold of my life. In fact, I'm, I'm not even quite sure how I made it through uh, standing up and, and, and preaching on the weekends and, and getting through it. It was, it was so difficult. In fact, I, I preached a sermon on it uh, a while back, and, and uh, maybe you can find that on our website. But um, 
it was hard and I had no idea as a little boy memorizing this verse how important it would become in my life because uh, I really had to trust in God. I had to realize that the anxiety and things that was going on, going on inside of me uh, was something that was going on in my heart and my mind and, and I had to put my trust in God. I couldn't handle it myself. God says that in His Word. He's been teaching us that through this uh, series of scriptures we've been looking at today. Look, humble yourselves. Don't try to do this by yourself. Don't try to perform. Don't try to do better. Humble yourself. Come to me. He can carry the weight of our cares. And so I'll just keep reading here. It says, God cares for you. He watches out for those he loves. The readers of Peter's letters were experiencing the harshest persecution. Many of them were losing everything. Some were losing their life. There was much to worry about. They had a lot of reasons to be anxious. They also had a great deal to rejoice in. God loved them. They belonged to God. He was watching out for them. And no matter what happened, God ultimately was going to take care of them. God gives us a new identity in Him. Like I said, there's one king and one kingdom. And when we come to Christ, this is what it says in 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light you have a new identity in Christ that that he's going to take care of you when you humble yourselves and come to him and God can carry the weight of your cares whatever you're going through God can carry the weight of your cares so remember that when you're going through a difficult time so we rejoice because God's got us and he's going to bring blessing and good we remember that he can carry the weight of our cares and then number three, uh, we're called to resist. Resist. See, the enemy is out to destroy your life, but he won't win, and so we resist the devil. It says in 1 Peter 5, 8 through 10, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith, because... You, you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of grace who called you into his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered for a little while, he will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Look, you're going to suffer for a little while and the enemy is going to come against you, but you got to resist the enemy. And when you do, there's great things coming both now and forever. Look at what this verse gave us. It gave us a game plan for victory. Three things. They'll be on the screen. That we're to be alert, we are to resist, and we are to stand firm. Look at those right now. We are called to be alert. Know that there's an enemy. He, he's out to destroy you. He's out to wipe you out. But we discipline ourselves um, because evil can pounce at any time and so we need to be alert we need to be aware we need to be knowledgeable most people don't know there's an enemy out to get them but you do so be alert so when things come up in your life you know who it is out to destroy you the second one is resist you got to fight back against the enemy you, you can't let it drag you down you, you can't let it destroy you just you have to resist and then you stand firm. You stand firm because what you're standing firm in is God, is His blessing, and it is for now and it is forever.
Take a look at this video that I found on YouTube of a warthog and a lion. Now, when you first look at it, it looks like the lion's gonna take that warthog down and have him for dinner. But look at that warthog fighting back, taking care of business. I mean, that is amazing. You are stronger than you think, especially in the power of God. God is on your side. You gotta remember when, when David fought Goliath, he saw how big Goliath was, but he knew how big his God was. And so you've gotta have faith. You gotta be that little warthog fighting off that lion, just taking care of business, you know, standing firm, resisting, being alert. Hey, there's an enemy out to get me, but you're stronger than you think in the power of God. And so I'm just gonna encourage you to be strong in the Lord. Resist the devil. Go after all God has for you. You can handle anything in God's strength. And God has you. Stand strong in the Lord today. We do that because it says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. You don't have to do it all. God's got you. God's going to take care of you. Stand in his strength. You can do anything through Christ, through his power inside of you. And that's why we go to him today. Uh, early one morning this week, the Lord woke me up with another word for our church. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does, I, I like to share it with you. And I believe it fits the context of what we've been talking about um, today. And so uh, allow me to read it for you. It'll be on the screen. But this is the word of the Lord uh, for our church. I love you with a never-ending love. A love so strong, nothing can separate you from it. A deep love that leads to a deep work in your life. I'm faithful to begin and complete my work in you. There is a refiner's fire that purifies and strengthens you. You will not be the same. You will increase and overflow in my love. Do not be afraid. Trust in me and my work. Hold on and submit to my work in you. You will be made blameless in my appearing, says the Lord. That's the word of the Lord for our church. And, and if you will, let me pray for you right now as we receive the word of the Lord, both his written word and his spoken word to us today. Thank you, God, um, for your power that rests inside of us. Um, thank you, God, for your word that is alive and powerful. God, thank you for the word that you speak to us on a daily basis. And God, I pray that we would overflow in your strength and in your power and in your love, that you would remove the fear and, Lord, replace it with joy and rejoicing. God, I pray that we would remember that you are for us and not against us. And God, that you're going to take good care of us. And God, that we don't have to be afraid. That all we have to do is resist the enemy. Just be alert and, and, and to resist and to stand firm, God. May we do that in your strength. And God, may you be at work inside of us, purifying us, making us strong in you, making us blameless for your appearing, God. That is our our heart cry today. And so, Lord, we just look to you, we cry out to you, and God, we ask you um, for your grace, your mercy, your strength, your power, your joy, your love this week. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Well, before we go and receive the blessing of the Lord, I'm just going to ask you once again, stay connected. Stay connected to the church the best that you can. We want to be together, and we will be together soon. Our leadership team is already meeting, talking about how and when we can reopen, um, because we're meant to be together. We're not meant to be separate. We have to be separate for a little while, and, and that's okay, because God takes care of his children no matter where we are. But we do need to stay connected. Obviously, you can do that through the website. Um, you can do that through Facebook. You can do that through a phone call, through an email. And I'm just going to encourage you to stay connected with your friends at church the best that you can. Um, make as many friends as you can during this time. And, and don't worry, we'll be together again soon. If you are going through a difficult time and you need to talk or, or there's just something going on in your life and, and you need some help, I'm going to encourage you just to reach out. You can find out all of our information at the church website. Um, you, can, you can call, you can email, and um, if you need help, reach out. Obviously, our food days uh, happen every Monday and Friday, and uh, you can call the church office about how to stop for a drive-by pickup of food, um, also baby supplies, things like that. Uh, so again, we want we want to help you. Don't forget, grads, um, anybody graduating, we want to honor you uh, in the weeks to come. It's kind of a crazy year to graduate. But if you have anybody in your family that's graduating from kindergarten all the way through graduate school, high school, college, eighth grade, anything, um, let us know at the church because we want to honor them. And uh, time's running out for that, so you really need to do that this week. Go on our website, email the church right away, let us know who's graduating um, because we want to honor them. I love you. I am can't wait to be uh, together with you. And one of these days, I will get to give you this blessing face to face once again. But until then, um, I'm looking at you now through the camera and I'm giving you the blessing of the Lord. So receive the blessing of the Lord uh, today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Amen.